This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? We have made it to episode 80. Spooky edition. We are officially in our Halloween era, and I love it. I just realized that when we did the Halloween era the first time, I think it was all of October, but um, we also didn't do two episodes a week. So we're now going to have like a shit ton of episodes that are Halloween themed. That's true. Oh, wait. We're just going to have like orange background the whole time. You know, I like it. I think it's fun. It's festive. What's crazy is looking back on our original episodes and the white background, I'm like, oh, God, my eyes. It's so intense. I don't even think of it like that. It's just like, oh, like when it's like the fake looking neon one and it's just, it wasn't. And I'm like looking over here. You're looking over there. It's, it was, it was something. Our eye line was super messed up before. Someone said it looked like I was staring at your vagina. Someone said recently, it looks like you were staring at my boobs. I was like, maybe she is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Well, happy Monday when you're watching this. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Probably Monday late, late, late at night, if not Tuesday morning. Who knows? We need to start getting it done in the morning. I know. It's so hard. Literally. Like, did you even know that if you go into the YouTube studio after our analytics, it usually will like number it, be like, this video is performing and it like compares it to how the last 10 performed in the same amount of time. This one, it was like, your viewers are not online during this time. I wonder why <laughs> we upload like at like, three in the morning. Oh, got it. Um, So that's why we don't, cool. Yeah, okay. I feel like people don't care. We've already said this, like we're getting them up. We're here two times a week for the most part. And we're kind of slaying it, if we're being honest. I think we've been super consistent. And it was just the fucking Joy Sparkles really threw us off because it was oh an unexpected God. cave dive. I mean, it's an hour and 45 minute long episode. Like it was ridiculous. So editing that was fun. And I was editing it, like the cutting part. And then Lily would be doing the assets coming into like some other information. And she would be texting me. And I was like, I don't want to hear her name anymore. I don't want to hear anything about this woman ever again. That's honestly, that's what happens to me kind of almost for every topic is that I won't research as much beforehand, but then I'll be pulling the assets and I'll be like, uh, oh shit. Not for that. sake of not wanting to research because I know there's a rumor going around that we don't like to do that. We don't like to do that. Or like we just I don't do that. I love to research. We just don't have time. That's the thing. So we do research enough to be able to cover a topic, but the problem is we are always either editing, researching, or filming. That is always what we're doing. I mean, I'm talking like every day of the week. I know that some people might disagree, but <laughs> I like when we get to react to stuff. Like yeah. I don't want to know everything about it beforehand because I kind of want to find out while we're going. And then Same. I'm like basically fact checking while we're editing yeah not me wearing this cardigan because i was like oh october it is boiling hot both inside Jesse and outside was like oh let's look cozy and i'm like oh sh- okay um i'm gonna be sweating by the end of this. <laughs> i bought some uh some halloween shirts for october i thought you know did you i you didn't tell me that. I it was kind of impromptu. I don't know. I just saw them and I was like, ooh, period. But anyway, we have an interesting episode, uh, kind of going back to our mishmash days. But this one is definitely, well, no, I was going to say it's more lighthearted, but then we have to cover Lil Tay. She responded. She spoke up. But we also have a vlog squad on the roster of all people. The uh, Jonah from the vlog squad. Do you know him? I know who. He, yeah, you brought this up. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So we have that because some interesting information was recently came out about him by his own admission. And I was like, 
Of oh, course. that's why would you say that into a microphone? And then third topic is miscellaneous, but maybe Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, that's Jesse doesn't really want to talk about it, but I don't <laughs> know. Like, I, I feel like everyone is wanting us to. The reason why I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey is because I quite literally don't give a f- I kind of felt the same way at first. And then the more it literally was all over my For You page, like I could not escape it. And then I was like, oh wait, their personalities seem to complement each other. And I want to show you something that I feel like you'll subscribe to about it. Okay. But then I also have a conspiracy theory. One that claims they're not dating and two that says there's a reason why they went public about dating. Oh, Interesting. Okay, well, that might be interesting. I just, I don't know. I guess I couldn't, like, it's not that I don't like Taylor because I do like Taylor. Like, I love her music and all that stuff. I just was like, I don't see this as newsworthy. Like, everyone was posting, like, her going to his game and all the players, like, oh my God. I'm like, okay. I, I didn't mean, she's either. a celebrity. And then I watched them all and then I was like, one of the Swifties. <laughs> I saw it too, but I was just like, okay like but, I and it's know. also funny because we just talked about um in the last we podcast did. there was the whole Dak Shepard thing about dating and I think that m- we must have filmed like the day that all the Travis Kelsey stuff started happening because we didn't even mention that yeah so that'll that'll be a little miscellaneous topic do you want to start with Lil Tay or Jonah it's up to you Jonah oh okay well <laughs> just get that out of the way tell me everything you know about him that his name isn't Jonah. Oh my God. Okay. So, well, no, I think his name is Jonah. Didn't they pretend he, his name was Nick? No, that's his real name. Okay. I was so confused by all of that. They call him Jonah because they say he looks like Jonah Hill. Okay. I didn't know that. Everyone doesn't like him too. Oh, everyone doesn't <laughs> like him? He's not even like the butt of the joke. He's like obnoxious. Like he's difficult on trips and stuff, I guess. Oh, okay. So that came out not too long ago, I feel like that he was kind of an asshole to work with yeah. or all that stuff. But from what I had heard, kind of when the vlog squad started getting exposed, he was one of the topics because people were like, you guys treat him like shit. He's the butt of every joke. You guys are like mistreating him horribly. And obviously, like if you look at the vlogs where he's in, that's true. Like there's no shortage of like horrible clips of them just being awful to him. But, okay, I'm going to call him Nick then. I feel weird calling him Jonah, actually. I mean, not to, I don't know if I call it victim blaming, but not to victim shame or blame or anything. But it's like, I think he embraces the Jonah name. So that's one of the main things we're talking about. Up until very recently, it was seen that kind of, he just met David by chance and they kind of hit it off. And he was seen as like the person that was willing to do whatever for the vlogs. And he just got in there, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know how they met. Well, there's two different stories. There's the one he used to tell and there's the one that came out now. And the one that came out now is like, yikes. Did he audition? (laughs) No. (laughs) Did he audition? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, I actually would be way less weirded out by that. I was going to say, that was a genuine question. (laughs) No, it just turns out that it was all a little bit more planned out on Jonah's end than uh, pretty much anyone knew up until now. What? And tell me if you found out this information, whether or not you would contact the police. Like if I were David? Yeah, I don't, it's not, I mean, I don't know. It's just so fucking creepy. Let's just get into how Jonah describes this. Cause he recently went on a podcast. Someone named Joe, looking at his face, he looks like I've seen him on the Nelk Boys podcast. Is that his name? Is he a Nelk Boy? No. Well then maybe this guy isn't even on the Nelk Boy. I'm literally so dumb. It's Joe Uggets Joe is his handle. Um, Okay, so let's just get into how Jonah describes it. Because he really does it quite well. Dave met organically, right? No. Stalked him. What do you mean? Stalked him. No, you didn't. I did. I don't think you actually stalked him. Swear to you, I stalked him. <laughs> I went to his meet and greet behind Zane's house. <laughs> behind ta- uh, ta- uh, Scott's house, sorry. Whose videos were you watching at the time? David's. 
You watched David. I studied every fucking vlog. And then what? He what he do? He went to the meet and greet. There was like a thousand. He posted people. on his Snapchat. I don't remember where the fuck he posted. It. Uh, my cousin hit me up. He's like, "Yo, David, we're having a meet up." I studied his videos, bro. I was like literally watching his shit, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" I'm like, "I can make this guy's videos better." So then I went to the meet and greet, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna go up to him and tell him a joke." I'm just gonna go be funny, you know? Like he'll turn his camera on. Big meet and greet. There's probably like two thousand people there actually. It was a lot. It was a lot, man. I don't remember exactly how much it was. There's a lot of people there. And were you just thinking, <laughs> I'm gonna get close with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I genuinely thought I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be like one of the members in the on the squad. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do it. Like and I told my cousin too. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking get into it. Have you ever told people this before? No. No. It was weird. Why are you telling them now? Yeah, so he actually explains why he t he's saying this now and he didn't before. Well, in side note, that is Joe. He's like basically a member of, I mean, the blog squad isn't really a thing anymore, but he would be part of it if oh, it was. I don't think I've ever seen his face. That's so weird. I don't know why I thought he was a Nelk boy. Well, that's because he's the one that films a lot of David's videos. Oh, got it. Okay. Up until now, Jonah had an original story that he would tell when asked how he met David. And of course, uh, none other than Jason Nash is the one talking to him about how Jonah met David and they're just kind of talking about it on their podcast. And somebody brought Jonah in to the apartment and uh, they were like, watch, I can hit this guy in the face. I can hit this guy in the face. Was he hitting you in the face or the stomach? Both. Yeah, he's hit, he's like, this guy takes punches like crazy. And Jonah was just sitting there. This is already off to a terrible start. <laughs> I know, right? The first time you see Jonah... You're like, I mean, David and I thought the same thing. We saw him. We were like, oh, my God. Like, this guy's comedic gold. I film with you guys. Yeah. We do this bit. Sell it. You know, we sell. I sell it to, I, I, you know, it's funny, I guess. You know, I knew, I kind of knew what his bits kind of were. So I was like, okay, cool. You got to kind of be a little extreme. Mm. He uses those little clips and shit. Yeah. So I kind of knew him, kind of didn't, um, but not fully. Hmm, I studied and then, him. <laughs> I called my I called my cousin. I'm like, yo, you know this kid named David Dobrik? He flips out. He's like, bro, he's like, you and I went to the meet and greet. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, was it that guy? Like, they closed the streets off and shit. He goes like, you gotta join. You gotta join their squad, man. Like, if you do, your career is set. And I'm like, god damn. I'm like, you're right. Interesting change of story there. So he used to be like, oh, was. Was that the guy that we went to the meet and greet? You mean the one that you plotted that that was absolutely what you were gonna do? Yeah, it's that one. <laughs> also, like, I don't go to meet and greets and not know who the people are. Wait, like, wait, wait. What do you mean? You've never stumbled across a meet and greet? That's something you have to wait in line and like plan for. You wouldn't just be like, oh, who's this? And then I love how in his story, his cousin called him. In this story, he called his cousin. Who called who? I have to be honest. If I was him, this would have died with me. Like, this would have gone to the grave. Couldn't have waterboarded it out of me. Absolutely not. There's no reason he should have ever admitted to this. Uh, but there's more. And it gets so much weirder. So he talks about why he didn't admit it at first. Why this wasn't his original story. Why he didn't want to lead with the real reason. Why he I can think of a few reasons. <laughs> what is your thought? I want to hear what you have to say before he says his reason. That it's creepy and that they wouldn't have, like, do I have to explain? I feel like I had to build, like, my own, like, little career. I had to build my own brand, and then I I I I, I, I admit to him. I just admitted to him a couple of days ago at the restaurant. Yeah, he had no idea. Yeah, had no clue. So I told him. So basically, he's saying he had to build his career first. So he wanted in with David Dobrik. Then he got in with David Dobrik, and he's like, "Well, I can't admit it right away because I'm not like in enough, and I don't I'm not established. So let me get I'm established confused. first, and then I'll tell him." <laughs> 
I'm gonna be it's gonna be a bitch comment but I'm like is his career established now I you know honestly I thought that and I was like interesting yeah like you're still nothing without him Jeff has also admitted because he's in litigation with David and David has tried to write it all off as you were an employee as if that would rid him of any responsibility I was like wouldn't that be worse I know that's what I thought but um he was like David didn't pay us like his whole thing was I'll give you exposure you do your own work and you do your own thing and I'll push it whenever I want to basically so with Jonah I'm like Okay, David wasn't paying you. I mean, I guess he still has affiliation with David, but I don't even think David's doing nearly as good as he used to. Like, well, maybe with the restaurant, actually. I don't know. Well, and he actually did... I don't know the details, but they Jonah's family now has like a kebab shop. Oh, I would say I don't doubt that he made a lot of money during that era, but also I wasn't even aware that he had a YouTube channel. So he has his own channel, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, like I didn't know did he well. did his own content at all. I'm assuming by the way he's talking that he did well enough where he's like, okay, now I can admit I was an absolute freak. Yeah, that's why I just think I'm like, oh, we've, we've gotten to that point now. Like this feels like a random time to... Literally. And I mean, I guess it was like weighing on his conscience or something because I'm like, you weren't like exposed on Reddit dude like why do you feel the need to like say this right now i don't know though he doesn't strike me as someone that would have felt super guilty about that well he's not even talking about it as if he's guilty he's talking about yeah, it like no, he's yeah like i was proud of free. it yeah i almost think because david has kind of had a fall from grace and isn't super popular anymore that jonah needed something to like boost his like mm. get back in the headlines maybe i don't think this was maybe the right way to do it but you know oh and it gets so much worse because he started off trying to get into the vlog squad by going to that meet and greet right his initial plan was like i'm gonna go up to david i'm gonna say the joke and he's gonna be like you're funny come be my best friend like i literally don't understand what the fuck like As a meet and greet with thousands yeah. of people you're not gonna stand out my friend sorry Deaf noodles. Literally, yeah, that's deaf noodles at the ace best being like, uh, what did he say? <laughs> You're a scammer. T- can you teach me how to be a scammer? Really good one, deaf. It gets worse because that didn't work. So does Jonah just say, you know, whatever, like maybe I'll run into him or something. Oh, no, he doesn't. He shows up to Jonah. David's apartment. Show- just shows up? Mm-hmm. I fucking left. I'm like to my cousin, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, God damn it, dude. I'm like, well, I'll get him. I'll get him. And then I went to his fucking house. Went to his his apartment? House. Yeah. Invited or uninvited? Uninvited. I went to his fucking apartment and then I, I ran into him on the elevator and I saw his camera and I was like, fuck, I'm like, I just need him to hit record. <laughs> I'm like, I just need him. I need him to hit record and, I'll, and I will give him gold. And then fucking. Um, Did anything happen in the elevator? No, nothing happened. He was just Did like, you talk to him? He was just like kind of awkwardly like standing there looking up. Just the two of you in the elevator? I think. Excuse me? What was that? Like I was flabbergasted. I'm like, sir, you can't admit this. You did it. And that's horrible. And I guess there's some nobility in admitting it. But no, maybe. No, no, no. He should have died. He should have brought this to the grave. Right? I'm like, why would you make us all experience this Yeah, no, it's a no for me for sure. Also, side note, but. And I'm not coming for anyone. You know, everyone do your own thing. I really don't like when podcast hosts hold their microphones. They're literally just talking like, hello, guys. Like, it's weird to me. It, ju- it just feels like it's such a choice. Like, yeah. it's not that they like couldn't afford mic stands. It's like, ooh, this will make it seem like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, what does it seem like, though? Because it just is annoying. And I'm like borderline okay with when they have the like uh, news reporter type mics where it's like a yeah. stick mic. This is like, that's supposed to be on a stand. Please yeah, put it on one. Yeah. When we touch our microphones too, it makes so much noise. I'm like, how the fuck? Oh my god, did they mine get away did that, that a lot the last episode. So that didn't work out either because he lurked around David Dobrik's apartment and shocker, that didn't like work for you. Well, he's super awkward too. Like this, yeah. he's not like a really approachable person. Like I feel like he was he just like standing there like 
Literally, I, yeah. I bet he was like waiting around all day. And then when it finally came down to it, he was just like freezing. And then like he'd just clam up and not actually do anything. Yeah. And then didn't go to the floor where David went and then just left. Like, what did you think was going to happen? But that's oh my God. obviously not how he got in with the vlog squad. So third time's a charm? Third time is a charm because he was friends with Dom and we know Dom, don't we? I'm questioning now whether or not he not was personally. actually friends with Dom or if he just knew that like Dom was like the weakest link of the vlog squad that he could probably get in with. Mm. And he was like, oh, I can get in through you. And he did. But what happened was that Dom was going to David's house to pick something up and he told Jonah to stay in the car. And then this happened. Oh no, I hate this all. This is making me right? so uncomfortable. I didn't go to the house that day. A mutual friend was like borrowing something from him and he's like oh it's at david's house and i was like okay david i'm like i, I know i know who this david guy is so he's like to me he's like stay in the car and I, he, I stayed in the car but then after he went upstairs i went upstairs too i didn't tell him i was going upstairs i was like all right i'm gonna go upstairs knocked on the door did you go like, in with i can't with, remember what i said i think it was like oh like oh my god what's up like did you go in with the mindset of what you wanted to do 100 percent. you knew i knew i knew i was like i'm gonna go inside i'm gonna create a fucking character i'm gonna stick to it i'm gonna crush it and then I'm going to have them record because I already knew what the fuck the vlogs were about. I already knew what it was about. I was like, I'm like, I was like, OK, it's four minutes, 20 seconds, chaotic fucking jokes, 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 just a bunch of shit going down. I have went soon as I'm there, soon as I fucking land down into that apartment, into the house, I'm on. And that's what I did. I was in the vlog for a minute. I feel like he's talking about this like he he's bragging as if he like nailed an audition. And it's yeah, like, like he figured it out. This is weird. <laughs> it's funny because throughout the podcast, you can see Joe's face and he's horrified. And I, I met Joe. He's super nice and normal. Like He's literally looking at him like, yeah, you went in there with that mindset. But he does know that it's creepy and he does admit that. So I'm a creep, whatever. It was weird. It was like a weirdo thing to do. Like it was, it was very creepy. I was like, but. I just need this shot and I'm going to, I will change these, I will, not change, but I will, I'll, I'll contribute as much as I can to these bits too. But like, dude, I was like, I was like, I'm like 30 bucks a day, bro. I was like, oh my God, I need it. I was like, I fucking need it. I need it, need it, need it, need it. Yeah, it was cool. It's, it's funny. I mean, I was, I was, a, I was a creepy fan. Straight up. Deadass, I was a creepy fan. That's one of the coolest stories I ever heard. Is really? it? Actually. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I was literally, I was literally a fanboy. Yeah, dude. I was, I was standing on Vine, bro. I was literally waiting for like Logan Paul and shit to like walk by. Look at Joe's eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's giving Justin Bieber when he waited outside of the building to sing for Usher. But that was like a little more legitimate. And also more wholesome because he was like a child. The thing is here is that he thinks he's really funny. That's what he thinks, which is what I'm a little confused about because he is the butt of the joke, but he's rarely telling the jokes. Well, here's the thing. I think that with comedy, there is some funniness in like being the butt of a joke sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a lot of movies and stuff where people play on their own possible like insecurities or something. And it is kind of funny because we all share those insecurities and we're kind of all laughing at ourselves or like, I don't know. I feel like there's some room for that. However, I think that he is mistaking that for what he did, when in reality, he was just kind of like the punching bag and he was willing to do that fully. And I know a lot of people, and I agree, still think it's inappropriate looking back and being like, yo, you were a fucking yeah. dick to this guy. But also he craved but that. He like he, it. Yeah, yeah, he really wanted that. He was willing to do absolutely everything. I mean, Jason Nash describing him as like, oh, like we could punch this guy, like literally punch that's him. That's so weird. Isn't it? Like, I feel like that's more than being like the butt of the joke. I'm very confused at why he thought that this was the time he needed 
to tell everyone because it feels like that time never should have come. And again, it really just doesn't feel like the delivery of someone that's like, dude, I was fucking creepy. He's like, yeah, I was creepy, but I was like hungry because no, I only had $30 a day. And I'm like, do you remember? I don't know what exactly the circumstances were, but there was some guy that like approached Logan Paul and was pissed that like he didn't give him a shot or something. He went up to him at... I it was like at a boxing event mm -hmm. and he was like, I quit my job, blah, blah. And Logan was kind of like, why did you do that? No, I, no, I, didn't. I quit my job. No, wait, I'm, 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 I, I'm interested. It's a story. I'm interested. It's a story. I quit my job legit two days ago. I came up here, took a risk. I'm originally from Ohio. Did you sneak up here? No, I didn't sneak in here. I, I didn't sneak. What do you mean sneak up Like on, on stage? Or you just like... Yes, I did. You wanted, it's I one did. of the sneak, I the sneak I'm videos. Sorry, I, I just, did you print the ticket and stuff? No, like, I just needed to talk to you. I really, I'm trying to talk, talk to your about? brother. I'm trying to talk about business, trying to talk about trying to get a job. Like, you, I want to I want to do media. I want to, I've you, been trying to get... What I have, are you good at? I was seven dances. I did like What's that. Your I, did, I, I did that video, you know, like going oh, on you, that. Oh, oh, you, yeah, you know. Oh, so you really got what it takes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Then why would I, I, I need a mentor. Well, why mentor. would I do that? I want to be, I want to be like, I, I'm 22 years old. I'm just trying. I bet. I can't be a mentor right now, right? In my life, I'm a fuck up myself. I need a mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need you connections and you need you. people be no, around you, no, right? No, I didn't have connections and people around. I have Jake. That's it. Do you have a brother? Do you have people? You, friends? I don't. I don't. Friends? You got, a, you got friends. You got to be I ghosts. don't. You don't have friends? I don't. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm here by myself. I'm here by bro, myself. Where you from? I'm from Norwalk. Bro, Ohio. you're a good looking guy, bro. You have friends, bro. You're fucking lying. You have friends. <laughs> go, go make content. Do stuff with your friends. I'm glad you quit your job. It takes balls to do that, bro. But like now you got to act. Try to make a step. I'm not, media. But I'm not the guy directly, you're right? The, you're, def you're the guy. No, you're the no, guy. No, bro. My team is this. Relax, bro. Relax. I'm, I'm not the guy. Like, I, you know, life isn't about handouts. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm you not trying to get a handout. I'm not trying to get what a handout. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to work hard I, for a little money. No money. I don't know. I can get a job somewhere else. All I want to move to L.A. And I want to. I want to be able to be part of that. Look, I have to go. If you really are serious about it, bro, you should move to LA and just like you approached me, start making connections with every single person in LA. I'm serious. That's I will. it. I've always said this. If you have, if you're charismatic and you can talk to someone, you can make it in LA. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's my advice. And he went and filmed another TikTok, or it was an Instagram or something, where he was like crying, saying yes. that he like had quit his job and then now he had nothing. And it's like, well, why the fuck did you do that? I just talked to Logan Paul. I mean, like, he was just being nice, and I get it. Media, whatever, he has to be nice. Before I approached him, he was bragging about making $3 million. I make $100,000 a year. I'm 22. I do make 100000 That's cool. And I want to... I want to act. I want to... I want to do these things. <laughs> I'm going to break down right now. Here's the thing. I think that there's like a conversation on how these people harbor that type of environment. But there's also just like, I mean, we've even gotten so many people in our emails like wanting to work for free even and just been like, hey, like we'll help out. I think there's a lot of people eager to help like their favorite influencers or certain things like that. The thing is like, I think David in specific, the way that he presented his group of friends and like just the way it all operated. I think he especially harbored a type of environment where like people would feel okay with just like oh I can be a part of the vlog squad like I don't know this creepy energy around it where it's like if I am a part of this group I'm gonna make it because they all like harbored some weird environment where it, it kind of made this not acceptable but like I'm sure Jonah wasn't the only person trying this yeah no not at all but the, it is weird just because you think of the fact that they were like technically I don't know <laughs> 
I don't know how real all the friendships were, but like that they're friends. But Jonah very much sought this out as like a business opportunity. And I don't know, it's just weird. And like, yes, I think there's the notion that like, well, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta get your foot in the door. Like, for example, I started working for free for Clever, but that's not a person. It was a company and I was an intern. <laughs> I wonder how people like Jeff Wittick feel about this because he recently went on Trisha's podcast with Tana and they were talking about Jonah. He used to work with him. Yeah, but not only work with him, he lived next door to Jonah and he said Jonah used to make him cookies and like they were very, very close and he felt really hurt because Jonah was supposed to do an episode of The Barbershop and David told him like, you're not allowed to do that. And so he called Jeff and was like, hey, David said I can't. I remember they had like a falling out after the, or it might've even been before the accident. Maybe, I'm not sure. But like, I wonder how Jeff feels hearing this and it's just like, oh, so did we have a genuine friendship or like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about like, well, it felt like they were all friends and this is like a business opportunity for Jonah. Like even now the way he's talking about it, he was like, no, I just needed to get in there. Like he says that he told David at the restaurant, what the fuck did David say to this? I cannot even imagine. The funny part is, is that it's not like you would be like, you're not serious. Like I feel like you would hear that and be like, oh shit. That's absolutely what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking weird. I don't know. But I feel like also, I don't know if David would even care at this point. I mean, at this point, like he knows him. So it's like, regardless of how it started, it's like, well, okay. No, I feel the opposite. Like I remember um, I dated a guy and I said this story, I think on my YouTube channel, but I dated him. He swore up and down. He did not know who I was. He played very stupid. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. Recently. And he was like an aspiring comedian. Funny enough is on a very famous podcast right now as like an employee, but he swore that he didn't know who I was and we hit it off super well like we had a lot of chemistry he knew and about like, you. <laughs> literally it's kind of like this it's like I studied you but uh, no I'm just kidding he didn't study me but what I did find after we had been dating for a little bit was a DM where he was telling me that I should start a podcast with someone that I was a friend with at the time from years ago I was just like oh, so you do know who I am. And it's not that I would have never dated someone who knew I, who I was. It was just the element of pretending he didn't was so fucking creepy to me. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just like, if I know what I'm getting myself into, like with Leslie, for instance, who's one of my really close friends who I met at a meet and greet, that's a different story. Like I knew she was a fan because she showed up, she met me, but then we really hit it off and we actually turned out to be really good friends and had a lot in common and stuff. That's different. Like give me the choice. Don't take away that choice because that's what makes it weird. And also I feel like there's a difference between someone that like, enjoys your content and is a fan or someone that's like that studies I'm you studying it to <laughs> yeah. make sure like also I love that he says studied because then when he's like rattling off like yeah I know everything about the vlogs like he literally is like they're four minutes 20 seconds they're chaotic it's like okay I'm pretty sure anyone that watches them would know yeah. that honestly though I'm pretty sure that if it was just the first encounter which was the meet and greet and then the last encounter which was like his friend was at David's house. I can forgive that. The elevator one, I'm like, no, no, no. You're a fucking freak. Well, and how did he become friends with Dom? Oh, yeah, I would have some questions about that. I would be like, that seems intentional. It for sure was. Yeah, I don't know. But that, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so gross. And I don't particularly care for David Dobrik or like feel bad for him because I feel like, again, he no. glorified the exploitation of his friends and I feel like he yeah. kind of harbored this environment. But I still found it fucking weird. I'm like, okay, Jonah, maybe you should have, sure, sure. maybe well, not. And back to the friends part of it, like that is the whole basis for David's thing. It's like not that they're necessarily employees, that they're friends. 
So it's like, it wasn't even just like he was a fan trying to be his friend. He was like, just wanted money. I feel like too, just the way that he shot everything and like wanted people who were willing to do whatever. That's kind of like his only criteria is like, you have to be down for fucking whatever. It made for so many people getting hurt. Like, you know, I think of like the Seth thing with the essay, like with Jason, yeah. like making out with him. I think of Big Nick, even though Big Nick turned out to be quite an interesting character. And I do remember too, because I was on Vine and Big Nick started on Vine. He always made jokes about his height, but there is a difference between making the jokes yourself making and being, yourself. Yeah, yeah. being the punching bag. So I think that it's hard in those situations to say no when everyone's like having a quote unquote good time. And you're like, you don't want to ruin that vibe on camera. I don't know. I just feel like he had a really toxic environment uh, there. And I'm really glad, you know, Frenemies did a lot of shit. All right. There was a lot of mess there. But one of the main things that Frenemies did was like take down fucking David Dobrik. As far as like him being on YouTube, like they ended that. I don't know. I just feel like it's a good thing that he's not as present on YouTube because the more present he is on social media, the more people get hurt <laughs> that are close to him. I'm just flashing back to Frenemies. I remember watching the episode where they, um, I think it was the interview with Jeff where they pulled out the picture with the uh, timestamp on it. And I'm like sitting there like, fuck. Like I've watched a, a, a few trials on TV and my main takeaway is always, this is what lawyers are like. I literally watched that. I was like, oh my God, Trisha and Ethan could be a like <laughs> law duo. Oh my God, the famous quote, okay, Ethan. I don't know this stuff. Well, you act like I'm, I'm with David every day. Well, I it's in the article. Uh, if you would have fucking read the article. <laughs> okay. Ethan. They still use it all the time. Um, but anyway, that was the Jonah thing. Not too long, but I just, I wanted to touch on that because I thought that was fucking weird. Anyway, we can move on to our next topic though. And that is Lil Tay because Lil Tay has spoken out and talked about where she's been, why she's been gone, exactly who is doing wrong in her life, who is not. And it's interesting. And I think we're going to have some thoughts on this. Question before we even begin down this mini rabbit hole. Um, the only thing I know is that she posted something about her dad being responsible. So it's weird because this all happened live. Oh, so that was my next question was going to be because I only saw like headlines for that. I'm like, but did we ever see her say that? Or was it just via her Instagram story? Like via no, so she was live on Instagram. And interesting, you bring up text and pictures because it was like an IRL PowerPoint. Like she had papers with pictures. And she was like, like but you saw them. her? Yes, she's there speaking. Okay, okay, that was my, because I was like, it said that it was the dad, but I was like, is this just the brother again? No, oh yeah, because we have dealt with that with all the statements that people are putting out and stuff. If you guys don't know, we did an episode on Lil Tay, we'll link it down below, that is kind of going to provide more context because there is a long history of controversy as far as people speculating like who has hurt this girl because I feel like she's just been wronged her whole life. Yeah, and the reason we covered it to begin with is because there was this whole death hoax where a statement got put out that her and her brother had both passed away mm -hmm. and that there was like an investigation going on. It was the weirdest shit ever. It was like a wild few days. And then two days later, they were like, JK, she's alive. Well, and also that even at the end of that episode, I kind of speculated because even the statements, we didn't see her say anything. Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen her in years. So I didn't think she had passed away, but I'm like, where is she? Like, is she okay? That was the concern like coming off of that episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick question before we start. How old is she? 
Okay, so while Lily and I were filming, we did look up Lil Tay's age, and for some reason, it said she was 16 years old, but she is actually not 16 years old. She is 14 years old. She rose to fame when she was nine years old, doing all of the skits that everyone kind of knows her for, but that was five years ago, and if you know mathematics, that makes her 14 currently. So unfortunately, we do continue to refer to her as 16 years old, but I wanted to pop in here and say she is not. She is 14 years old, and if anything, that just makes everything that we're gonna talk about way more disturbing, even though it was already disturbing. So yeah, just wanted to correct that. Lil Tay is currently 16 years old and that becomes- So now she could drive the cars. Oh my God, true. Yeah, she was illegally doing it before. That's the interesting part. So when we come to know who was actually in the wrong here, it kind of is interesting considering what we actually know of her past. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. And also, I don't think I ever said it on camera, but that I'd come across an article that basically exposed the mom and the brother for like helping facilitate the entire career. And they would take meetings and be her manager and there was all this stuff. Oh, I'm sure. But again, the dad was not mentioned. So this is interesting. So again, this all happens on live and I did feel like it was slightly important to show the entrance to the live, like when the live started, because what? Like what oh on god. earth? Oh my god. There was a timer and then the timer stops and the camera pans up and she just slowly walks up to a piano and sits down and it's just her back. She looks like a robot. Right? Okay. And then she starts fake playing the piano. But what's interesting is that, it's funny that you said it was a robot because of course you would say that, but like a lot of people are like, is this AI? Like they were just confused. Like I don't literally think it's a robot. She just looked like one. Why I've been gone. So, where do I even start? Five years ago, I became famous. And my abusive absentee father, who had not been in my life for years up till that point, decided to come back into my life to take control over my career and my money. That's why I disappeared. He started a court case. He started a court case to silence me so I could not speak on what was happening and so he could take control over my money. His name is Chris Hope. This is him. This is Chris Hope. All right. This is absolutely Let's just get into real life Buckle PowerPoint. up. Because I, I cannot even tell you the full story. I have to give you a summary of it. So let's just fucking go. First of all, this man, he was bringing, when I was living with him, this is all, these are all events that happened before I became famous because he had not been in my life for years before then. He was bringing random ass women around all the time and literally hooking up with them in front of me. I was a child. And one of those women was named Shima Ali, his assistant. This is her. These are not private photos. This, this is her Facebook wallpaper. These are not private photos. I know that's a lot. I'll give you a moment. Well, I'm not going to say I don't believe her because it seems like everyone in her family is fucking nuts. But she just said that she hadn't seen him in years. When did that happen then? Wait, no, she clarifies that. So what she's basically saying is that up until she was like nine years old, her dad, Chris Hope, never contacted her. She never had any association with him. 
no relationship. Then when she started becoming famous on the internet, he wanted kind of like a piece of the pie, came back into her life. And when he did come back into her life, that was when all this inappropriate behavior started. So like she had to spend time at her dad's house because she was still of age and then he was probably given custody. I'm not sure of the logistics. And then that's when she started witnessing all this weird shit. So like she's saying that he was inappropriate and it is, the paper thing is weird, right? I, I found that like very interesting. Interesting choice of tactics, but sure. Yeah, but I mean, I guess when you're live, you can't really like, edit things in so she was just trying to show it or whatever who cares what's crazy is like I just saw the number of people that were watching and like 69,000 people were watching her that is fucking nuts but she goes on to explain that while she was living with them it was kind of the vibe of like evil stepmom thing you know what mm -hmm. I mean or like also her dad was an asshole though it's not like the dad was loving and the woman was just horrible yeah. it seems like they were both horrible to her and again she was a child she was like nine to ten years old when this was happening and this is how she describes how they would treat her. Look at this. What is this This is what they were packing me for lunch. My mom had discovered that they were packing me this bullshit lunch. Rotten, frozen, parasitic, moldy. Look at this. Who? That's candy. That's expired candy. These are my mom's text messages to him. Sending him these photos and like... Why are you sending this to your child for school? So I guess she was just treated like shit. I think most of that was actually in her, um, in the GoFundMe that her brother made. Really? Because I've seen those before. Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember that. I just didn't know if they were legit or not. But. I did not realize that at all. But um, she talks about, and she kind of summarizes what she wants the biggest takeaway to be from this live. Jesus, 92,000 views when this clip was taken. That's insane. Biggest takeaway... My mom has always been supportive of me. She's been there for me my entire life. And we had both been abused by Christopher John Hope, my abusive absentee father. He is not the fucking good guy here. He wanted control over my career and my money. And I had to go through, me and my family had to go through even more years of abuse through the court system because of him. But in the end, we won. I am free now and I thank God every day for it. I thank my mom for it. She spent all of her life savings in court. She spent all of her life savings to support me and we won. <sighs> Last thing is I wanna really, to all the people that have supported me and have checked up on me, it means so much to me and I am forever grateful. And I love you guys. Like, I'm so fucking grateful for all the support that I've gotten because it's been a tough five years. But I'm free now and I just dropped my music video. I'm ready to move on. We are done with this. I'm fucking back. I dropped my music video. Sucker for Green, link in bio. So that brings us to why we're here today. So, okay. To promote her music video. Yeah. And she has been through some shit. I genuinely, yeah. with my whole heart, believe, believe that. that every adult in her life, including her mother, has failed her. 
Correct. Okay. I don't doubt that the mom wanted to fight the dad For on sure. all the custody stuff and like, you're not going to see my daughter, all that stuff. I don't doubt that. That does not change the fact that I believe that that mom has failed her. I mean, we, we've seen the videos of her brother and her mom talking in the background when they're exploiting her yep. as a fucking nine-year-old. And I think that maybe in her eyes, because she is still 16, she doesn't complete, like she hasn't yeah. processed everything. She couldn't have possibly processed everything but I think that she sees it as I wanted to do this because like I was famous and like fun times and my mom and my brother were like down for that and my dad just wanted my money but she doesn't realize that her mom, especially her mom, because yes, the brother was probably part of it and stuff, but I think that that's way more nuanced because he was also young himself and probably raised by the same parents and it's just very complicated. Although the brother was also responsible for stuff, the mom was the one who literally got in trouble because she let little Tay use her boss's car, okay? And like fake kick it <laughs> for a video. And like, she was very behind all of that content. That was really toxic. Like a For nine sure. year old should not be making content like that. And it has rippling effects as we're gonna see in a second. Because again, she's back and she's with a music video. And what was it called? Something green? Sucker green or Sucker something? Sucker for green. I have the Sucker for money. Sucker okay. for green. That's how the live started. And then this is where it ended up. Y'all already know what the fuck going on, bitch. Lil Tay's back. It's been five years and y'all still broke. The go is back. Five years, and I'm still the youngest one out. Five years, and y'all bitches are still broke. So don't take it out on me. Why the fuck are y'all coming at me for? Y'all hating ass bitches were hating on me when I was nine years old. Talking all this shit when you don't fucking know me. So stop fucking talking. You did not come up. You had five years to come up, and you didn't. So don't blame me, bitch. Five years. What I find really funny, though, is the top comment is like, she ate low-key because I am still broke. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, true, but like... <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like you just spoke about something very serious and then you, you can't be doing this unserious ass shit in the same live, Lil Tay. You cannot. As soon as she name-dropped the video, I was like, Right? Because it went really quickly from like, hey, this is what I've been through to like, oh, the link is in the bio and that kind of just doesn't sit right with people. Honestly, what I find really disturbing is that people like her mother don't realize the environment that they've harbored. They don't understand what they've done because she has a music video. She is 16 years old. And listen, dress however you want, be who you are. But unfortunately, because of the content that she came up on, it reminds me a lot of Bad Baby or Bad yeah, Barbie yeah. or what is Bad it? Baby. Bad Baby, right? It reminds me a lot of Bad Baby because she came up on the same kind of like content that was just, I don't know, just like, how would you describe it? Just very like, well, I'm not even to describe her content then, but like, I just can't help but think of, didn't she like set records because when she turned 18, her OnlyFans made so much money? Like, yeah, but I think it goes way before that where it's like, how did you get this audience to begin with? And I think that they got it because they have this content that's very jarring. It's very like, we're not gonna consume her content. You know what I think it is? I think that from a very young age, she was doing something that was very grown up. She was cursing, she was pretending she was driving, she was pretending she was rich, all of this stuff that's very, very grown up, but also simultaneously, not the content that people like you or I would consume. It's not like wholesome in any way or even enjoyable or entertaining. It's just like so jarring that people who are weird would be like, yo, that's what's up, it's like, I don't know. Even when she, when all the death hoax stuff happened, like we talked about, like it's crazy because most people know who Lil Tay is, but at the same time, it's like, why? We weren't fans of her. We were just like, we knew who she was. She was a meme basically. But when I was pulling links for this topic, I saw the link to her 
clip of her music video on her TikTok. And the comments. Like, I'm fucking, I just want to die. Like, this yeah, is just awful. Say, I don't know if I want to see these. I'm going to mute the music video, but you and I will just watch. She is obviously dressed provocatively. She's dancing, you know, some type of way. Do you know what's so funny? I think back to when baby one more time came out and how that was with britney spears that was the most scandalous thing ever and like it was for the time but like then to see this i'm like oh wow right i know so this was someone reacting to her music video actually it wasn't from her original clip and he's kind of like flabbergasted in the video he doesn't like outright say anything fucking creepy but his face is like sir can you like pick your job from the floor you freak like he's enjoying it a little too much yeah and then one of the top comments is y'all wild she's 14 someone said she can get it for real look at this someone commented y'all she's 14 someone replies yeah she's too old now like very edgy joke bro good job honestly though I think that like my overall thoughts are that whether she realizes it at this point in her life or not, she's continuing to be exploited. 100%. I think that she's been failed by everyone in her fucking life. And I wish happiness for her. Honestly, I just think it's sad. And there was a comment on the video that said, oh my God, so this was all a PR stunt. And do you remember the thing that I had found like when I was researching, I think after the fact that someone had tried to do the death hoax basically once before. Right. And kind of failed at it. And then... Yeah, they changed their mind last minute. But then it like that does seem exactly like what this was. So then they yeah. can get the hype. So then she could come back and release a music video. Yeah, just sad. But um, in no way, shape or form, even if she was going to come back and do a music video, do I think it should be like this? It's sad, but it's like maybe not with the audience you have. It's just like almost dangerous. I know that as a woman, it fucking sucks to be like, oh, can't we just wear whatever we want? Yeah, but people are fucking crazy. Like this is well, not when weird. you're 16, though. And you're marketing it to not 16-year-olds. That's the thing. I do feel like still she's being too grown up, not even in just the way she's dressing. Like she's talking about money again with the stacks of money. Girl, you just said your mom spent her life savings in court. Like let's give this tired act a rest. Like I just don't think this is ideal for her healing in any way like and honestly even the articles i found like even when she was at her like peak before any of the death hoaxes or anything or any of the controversy she had only done like one brand deal she couldn't have been making very much money they never had money she was borrowing cars yeah it's very much always been about a facade and nothing more but um yeah that was the little tay thing we don't know more now we know that she's back so whatever that means that's what it is i don't know this is kind of just as concerning as i thought it would be Uh, I know. Okay, so I guess we can move on to Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. Stop being such a hater. Honestly, I'm not even a hater. I just couldn't care less. So so one of my favorite things, though, that has come out of it is um, the fact that I'm one of the people that I had, I've never heard the name Travis Kelsey ever. I don't watch football, so I don't have a boyfriend. You don't watch football? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Are you serious? For a second, I was like, did you think I was? No, bitch. There's nothing more predictable than that. You don't even have cable, do you? I actually think I do. Yeah, so I'd never heard the name Travis Kelsey before. Apparently, he won the Super Bowl last year. And apparently has a, a oh brother God. who he played against him. in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew that. Let's start it off because I have been educated on him now the last week because I told you it's all over my For You page. Rich NFL player No, but No, if I've seen a <laughs> like. No, he's really cute, though. It's him and but his brother. But he is rich and he is an NFL player. <laughs> Him and his brother seem to have a really cute relationship. I guess they have a podcast together as well. Why does every like NFL player have a podcast? Do a lot of football players have podcasts? Well, didn't that one interview Jeffree Star that we reacted to? I guess. 
Yeah. And I'm like, two NFL players? That seems like a lot to have a podcast. I don't know. I found out that him and his brother have one, and I was like, oh, that's kind of random. Like, But I right? guess they're, they are funny, and they have a, a like good banter. So one of my favorite things that have come out of this is that girlfriends are like basically pranking their boyfriends, which it's like kind of a prank, but then also it's like most of us don't know who he is because we don't watch I've football. I've seen this, but I was also like, I don't know. I guess because like I feel like the girls not giving a shit about sports joke is so played out. I think that was like my biggest like turn off with it. Where I was like, it's funny, but maybe I am a hater. I don't know. I actually have a video that goes much deeper than surface oh. level about why guys are so mad of girls playing that joke. This is um Sierra Ramirez. I think it's her name. She's an actress. She used to date Jeff. <laughs> and this is her new boyfriend. Jeff Wittick? Yeah. It's so cute. Like how Taylor kind of like put him on the map. She put him on the map? He's been a thing. I've never heard of him in my life. Really? Yeah. No, she like really like kind of skyrocketed his career, I feel like. He's like the best tight end in football. He's very young. Oh my God, do you know that he has a brother that also plays football? Are you joking me right now? <laughs> so that's been the trend of people just being like, oh right, God, yeah, did you yeah, hear yeah. that Taylor totally helped his career? Which like, she did. I know, I was about to say, where's the lie, girly pop? <laughs> right, like, no one's saying he wasn't a good football player, but the joke is, is like, Actually, she did, though. Like, literally, people outside the U.S. that don't watch the NFL had no fucking clue who he was. And now oh, he's no. literally, like, the fact that he's all over my For You page and his comment section's so funny because it's all just, is this our new dad? <laughs> there was a girl that, I wasn't even going to show this, but it's funny that you bring up the whole, like, girls hating sports because this girl made some excellent points. If Taylor Swift is the Beatles, that means that Travis Kelsey is our generation's Yoko Ono. And I think that the male anger that's being like broadcast right now in these pranks where women are pranking their husbands or boyfriends, they're telling them that Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map. I think that that male anger is worth taking seriously. The reason why these men are so angry is that they're put in a position where they have to justify or like validate or explain the talent and expertise of a member of their own gender to the other gender who clearly doesn't get it, right? The women in these videos are kind of doubting, um, not believing the things that their husbands are, or, or boyfriends are telling them. Um, and do you know that, you know who, who that happens to all the fucking time? Women. What Period. happened to men for <laughs> 24 hours um, is what the reality that women live in all the time. Instead of it being like temporary, right? Um, like these men were so discombobulated from existing in that reality. Like that reality is the one that women are trapped in and have to live in every single day where their accomplishments are diminished and their relationship to the other gender is given outsized importance about who they are as a person. For a moment, Travis Kelsey wasn't defined by his career accomplishments. He was defined by his relationship mm. to the opposite sex. And women are really used to being known for the men that they're, you know, with. But men, like, not, not really. That kind of supportive or secondary role is, is usually one that's reserved for women. That's why we didn't even really have a title for Kamala Harris's husband, right? The the first second gentleman or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. like it's so awkward because we don't even we don't even have that as part of our reality yet. We've never yeah. seen that.
And the fact that we saw that role reversal happen to one of the, like the most prototypical alpha male in the most prototypically alpha male environment, um, like a football field where usually the only women that you do see are like cheerleaders, um, for that to happen there make, made men very uncomfortable. What really seemed yeah. to get some of I these guys agree. was when the women were saying, you know, I think Taylor Swift could really help his career. Women get told that all the time. Men are often gatekeepers. Like they need to be in relationships, you know, not even sometimes romantic, but like they need relationships with men in order to like make it in, in, in a patriarchy. I thought that was so the it's, best point is that it's like, oh, what could help your career? Like people say that to women all the time, but people say that to a man. It's like, well, I don't need her help. Oh, and what's like, annoying what is like, I don't think that people realize just how prevalent it is. I mean, I'm talking family members that are men that are very close yeah. to me used to tell me like very rich. I'm like, the fuck? Like, literally, that is normalized. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, no, I was expecting to start watching this and think it was going to be like, okay, this is, you're going too deep. But no, this is actually so spot on. I'm like, well done. Applause for you. Really quick before we get to the conspiracy theory, um, a few clips to show if you guys haven't seen. Here's him talking about Taylor on his podcast. Up until now, again, Taylor Swift has not officially confirmed, like no one in her team, no, nothing has actually confirmed that they're dating. This is the closest we've gotten to a confirmation and it's Travis talking to his brother on his podcast about it after she went to the game, which I mean, that in itself felt like confirmation and they like left together and went off in his little convertible but this is one of the first clips i saw it's him talking about it and it, it just seems very like innocent but also the reason everyone is loving him or like at least the idea of him with her is because up until now all of the guys she's with seem like they're kind of like hiding her or like they don't want to be publicly associated because it's so much because she's fucking taylor swift meanwhile he's just kind of like he knows she's taylor swift and he loves it and he like went to her concert and wanted to like shoot a shot and gave her a friendship bracelet I guess he didn't actually but he wanted to he made a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it that he wanted to give her oh which also it's been like pointed out that if this is a real relationship hard to say they've been like seeing each other for a couple months now like since July but uh here's him talking about her after she went to the game shout out to Taylor for uh for pulling up that was pretty ballsy that was pretty ballsy yeah <laughs> I um I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her you know the the friends and family she looked amazing everybody was talking about her in a in great light it was absolutely like to see the slow motion chest bumps to see the 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 high fives with mom, mom to uh to see how you know chief's kingdom was all excited that she was there that was absolutely hysterical and it was uh it was definitely a game i'll remember that's for damn sure um and then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end shout out to taylor for coming through and see me rock the stage it was like more ownership over a even non-confirmed relationship than any of her boyfriends have ever given of like long-term relationships. No, period. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy for them for sure. And then one quick little thing that I just thought was really cute is that so he won the Super Bowl and his brother didn't and his mom is so cute. I this remember that. Cute. I'm not a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
Way more emotional, <laughs> right? I'm like the, the clip. Honestly, I'm though, I remember Tomlin. seeing that clip. I had no idea that that was the same guy Taylor's dating, but I remember that going viral at the time. This one's gonna get you one more to just like build the Travis God, Kelsey. You keep sneaking Travis Kelsey clips in here. Hey, baby girl, you want to hold her? It's got good ball security. Oh, hey, Curly, how we doing? Huh? Just like a football. Thank you. No. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry. You. I think that it's because I'm a mother and like I don't find it endearing for men to just hold a baby because I'm like, okay, have that baby and actually be there, motherfucker. I think that most like maybe like childless women will be like, oh, that's so cute. Like that. But me, I'm like, mm, be a good dad and then I'll be, I'll swoon over you. I promise. You see, there's, I've, there's, like, oh, that's so cute. But me, I'm like, mm, be a good dad, and then I'll be, I'll swoon over you. I promise. You see, there's, I've, there's a bunch of other clips, even, even them on the podcast, where um, the brother's daughter comes in and she calls him Uncle Travi. You're okay. Savvy. Can you guys hear like the running and stuff that's happening? We could hear an adorable little voice. <laughs> Why? Can you come down? Come here, girly. Come on. All right, I need you to say something right into this microphone. Okay. You gotta hit it with news. the new news. News. Yeah. Who's that? Uncle Travy. Uncle Travy. Hey, baby, why? <laughs> Adorable. Oh no, I'm sure he's. I mean, he seems like a sweet guy. Absolutely. Like I'm not. I have nothing bad to say about him. I just, yeah, that's my personal opinion. Well, and rarely, like, babies. I'm not so invested in Taylor Swift's life that I'm like, oh my god, he seems great for her. Better than Maddie Healy. Like he does seem like a nice family-oriented guy. And yeah, like, yeah, he seems sweet. He's just sure. kind of goofy and like he just seems very himself, which I feel like that's very Taylor Swift. So I'm all for it if it's real. That said, there are some conspiracies. <laughs> oh, God. The main one isn't necessarily that the relationship's fake, but a lot of people are pointing out that, like, the amount of PR and, like, the publicity around this has been so huge. And, like, the percentage increase for, like, the sales in his jerseys is insane. And, like, everyone is reveling in it because it's just, like, it's great for everyone. But some people are pointing out that that is absolutely, like, a textbook. Like, if you look at all of the, like, articles and everything, like, it's textbook PR. They're crafting a narrative that no one is technically confirmed, but they're all benefiting from it. And PR isn't necessarily because Taylor Swift needs it, but it's, again, to craft a narrative. So the main conspiracy is not that they aren't dating, but that, as I said, they had supposedly been hanging out since like July. And I don't know if you saw a recent post that Sophie Turner uh, was leaving Taylor's apartment, that they hung out. And yeah. then there's like pictures of her leaving the apartment. And now even it's showing that she is staying at Taylor's New York apartment because Taylor has lent it to her oh. during her lawsuit to Joe Jonas. Oh my God. So people are speculating that basically when they hung out, it was like, Girl, I can't believe you're going through this. What can I do? Yeah, I'm sure. And Sophie Turner was like, oh, nothing. It's fine. Thank you so much. And then the tailor's like, you know what? I have an idea. <laughs> Not her getting back at Joe Jonas all these years later. That's kind of slay. I know, I know. Why'd you break up with her over the phone, Joe? 
You shouldn't have done it. People are hypothesizing, though, that she basically was like, I got this. And she was like, well, how do we make her really messy divorce not the forefront of all of the press? I come oh. and debut my new relationship. And that she was like, I got this. Hold on. And then she called up Travis and was like, hey, babe. Um, So I know we weren't going to do this for a few months, but. <laughs> OK, I was going to say that you're full of shit in the beginning, but they were already dating. And you're saying that just going public would have been. Okay, it was that's just the debut believable. of the relationship. I thought you were saying that she was just like search for someone to date that's no 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 no, no no it's that they were dating and she was like hey babe i know we weren't gonna do this for a few months but like i owe a favor to my friend and honestly he was like, i, I got would say you. like no that i don't believe that but the more that i discover about celebrities and how intentional they are with publicity maybe i mean why not yeah and again it's all publicity maybe taylor Sw- i mean i don't think this at all don't come for me it's like maybe taylor swift's a huge bitch and we just don't know it but from everything we've learned taylor swift is very much a girl's girl and very much a good friend and like wants to like be there for people so it might be far-fetched but i wouldn't be shocked if it was true i mean we did have a brief little hiccup there with maddie healy didn't we not think that taylor was a girl's girl then we were kind of like eh. Oh, well, I mean, was that really that she wasn't a girl's girl? Well, she was just just... dating a guy that was a fucking asshole, I guess. Well, and actually, good thing you brought that up, because I know that a lot of people had conspiracy theories about that, that they weren't really in a relationship at all. They were just friends, but that they were filming like maybe a music video or doing some kind of collaboration because they got seen um, leaving a studio together. And there was that weird thing where they were like mouthing the same thing at their concerts while they were on stage. It was like him saying something like, I don't know if he said I love you, but it was like something like dramatic and people were could tell what he was saying. And she said the same thing at one point and they were like connecting them. So the other conspiracy with Travis is that I guess they're supposedly filming a Super Bowl commercial together. Oh. So they aren't dating and this is just a huge PR push. That's what people are saying. Not Yeah, I don't feel like that seems... As I, I don't doubt that maybe they are filming a Super Bowl commercial together. That could be happening. But I don't think that Taylor Swift would put on this whole show just to promote us. Like, what? That's weird. Like, you don't promote a Super Honestly, Bowl Honestly, the thing that I'm most interested in out of everything there is the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner thing. And that's for another day. We do not have time to discuss that right now. But it's kind of funny in relationship to like how she dated Joe Jonas and he was a dick and broke up with her over the phone. But it's also just like sweet that she's helping her because I feel like she's going through some shit. And I do not like the whole approach that Joe Jonas is taking here. I think that there's something shady amidst. And I have some shady tea that I don't, I think it was a blind item maybe. But um, supposedly, you know, have you seen the, the headlines about the ring camera? There's headlines about Joe Jonas like saw ring camera footage of Sophie Turner doing something like that that's like what was the catalyst for this whole thing. So apparently she was in London filming and he, according to this blind item, she was renting a property in London because their house is here. There's these headlines that imply that she was like cheating on him or something. And he found out via a ring camera. Question. How would you figure out a ring camera situation if she's in London staying at someone else's property? Oh, she wasn't home? Because I know they had a house there. Well, then she wasn't at home. She was at a rental property. If they were renting a place and she would, he would have access to that. No, 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 no. She was renting it. He was not there. But if she was renting it, like if I went to London and I was renting a place and I had a ring camera, Nassim would want to know like if he can see something happening and he can call help or something. I don't know. I feel like that's not that weird. Well, the blind item implies that basically she was staying at this rental property and she didn't even have access to the ring camera, but that he contacted the... Oh, that's weird. But... 
What is a blind item? Just someone saying something? Yeah, but blind items do turn out to be true a lot of the time. It's someone in the industry oh, that has got like, it. inside info. I don't know about anything. all that. But I guess also none of the articles, because there's been like a very much like attack on Sophie Turner that like calling her a party girl and like all the stuff when there's tons of interviews that imply that she's very much like a homebody and like doesn't go out very much and it doesn't really fit everyone's perception of who she is. And apparently this ring camera footage, all that's ever been revealed is that I guess one of her co-stars came over and there's never been anything that said that they were like caught hooking up or hugging even. It was just that he came over, which like if she's in another country and none of her family's there, none of her, like that's not the weirdest thing to have someone over. Maybe in their relationship, that's something that's questionable if they're, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. But basically nothing has been confirmed that she was doing anything inappropriate. And people already thought that it was weird how negative the press was against Sophie, that it felt very much fueled by Joe's team. And then this whole ring camera thing that maybe he was just spying on her and he saw that she was hanging out with a friend who like came over. Yeah, I don't have the best feeling about Joe's take on everything just because of, yeah, again, like interviews and stuff that have come out. But we'll dive into that another day because I feel like there's a lot more there even now that's available that we definitely will have thoughts on. The one last tidbit I will leave you with that does everyone's like this feels very reputation coded is that did you know that the day I think it was the day she went to the game and like literally it's all anyone would talk about NFL all the press entertainment news anyone was the same day that Kim Kardashian announced that Usher was the halftime show for the oh, Super Bowl no I didn't know that and I didn't even know Usher was the halftime show exactly she is very intentional with things like that so I don't doubt that that was planned but um that's all for my um presentation today <laughs> I mean they're cute I wish them the best honestly I do I have nothing bad to say about Travis at all the more videos I see of him I'm like he seems just like a really like yeah. authentic to himself kind of person and I like that I, they both seem kind of corny and I, I like it yeah well wish them the best but um that's all we have for you guys today I do hope that you enjoyed it and if you stay to the end as always we really 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 appreciate you we do hope you enjoyed the Halloween graphics oh yeah I forgot this was supposed to be spooky uh, or it is spooky but not currently when we're filming this so it's gonna be spooky later i uh, hope you like that thank you lily for making that happen but um no yeah problem. anyway that is all and we will see you guys on friday bye bye this episode is made possible by pwc it's getting hot out here Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net-zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.